This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Welcome, welcome to Project Sanctus official podcast with Love and Justice for All. I'm Reverend Kelly Isola. I'm here with my partner in crime, consciousness, and co-creation, Reverend Ogan Holder. How are you doing? Another day in paradise. <laughs> and paradise looks different every day, doesn't it? Every, 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 paradise is where I am. I am... You know, so uh, yeah, the it's actually nice. It was gloomy and and drizzly all yesterday and this morning, and like the sun's now coming out. I'm, I'm here in the uh, northeast, well, mid Atlantic in the DC area, and um, and yeah, so the sun's coming out. It's it's looking pretty, and um, yeah, so I got I got I got no complaints really. It is paradise wherever we are, right? Or hell. I mean, we get to choose. <laughs> Well, that's true. Yeah. Sometimes I, I create a little hell wherever I go. <laughs> there you go. As I said, this is official podcast of Project Sanctus with Love and Justice for All. And we are into our third season. Um, this is episode 89. I think our last podcast, I said last one was 89, but today is really 89. Um, but this is the place where we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, and at times, the special challenges that arise as spiritual seekers and in spiritual communities. As always, we want to thank our listeners and our subscribers that are here in the United States. I believe we're reaching 45 of the 50 states and lots of over 24 countries around the world, including Algeria, South Africa, Morocco, Portugal, uh, Singapore, Israel, and more than 3,200 downloads. I like watching the downloads kind of creeping up. That's always a good sign. And people listening everywhere. And if you want to join in our conversation, you can do that here on Facebook or on Instagram. Our handle is at Get Our Holy On. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what Getting Our Holy On means today. Um, you can also call and leave a message. Our phone number is 413 Get Holy, 413 Get Holy, which is 413 438 4659. So, welcome. What do you have for us, Ogan? Um, before we jump into the episode, just a reminder that um, our ongoing affinity groups every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. That means uh, if you listen to this before, what month are we in? Are we in May? May 3rd. We're already in May. I know. We, are, we already in May. Uh, we're recording this on May 2nd. And if all goes well, it will be posted on May 2nd. And if all goes better, some of you might be listening to it before the evening of May 3rd. So if you happen to listen to this before the evening of May 3rd, evening Eastern time, um, uh, we do our affinity groups online on Zoom every first and third Wednesday. We come together in a discussion space to really just tackle the long term work of dismantling systems of oppression, of anti-racism. And we come together to have discussion around either current topics or whatever is coming up for folks right now, or just just some work to uncover some of those embedded internalized uh, traits and biases that we didn't know we had and won't know we ever will have until we are in discussion with other people, because that's what we're here for. So it is a safe space to be uh, awkward and trip over yourself and also learn and open your hearts and connect. So every first, third and Wednesday, uh, join us 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. All the information to register and it is a free group to register. We still need to register um, is uh, projectsanctus.com. Um, on today's episode, as uh, 
as Kelly alluded to, we are going to talk about our tagline, let's get our holy on. We're also going to talk about touch. Um, and we're also going to start sort of a series for this whole month because May is International Masturbation Month. So getting our holy on, touching and masturbating, I feel we felt like, yeah, these things all relate to each other. So <laughs> that's that's what we're going to dive in on, uh, dive in, dive into today. And don't worry, we're going to we're going to kind of slow roll this out. And uh, we actually have, uh, um, yeah, quite a quite a few topics to cover uh, in this area. So first of all, happy International Masturbation Month. Um, I think pretty much every day should be Masturbation Day if you're good with that. But one of the things we're going to talk about, maybe not so much today, but uh, next week and on is uh, like there's still so much shame around sex and masturbation, even though we are very hyper sexualized society is a bit of an interesting uh, paradox there's a lot of kink shaming. There's a lot of non normative relationship shaming. There's a lot of things that go on. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to. But first, we're going to talk about basically sacred touch and how even non-sexual touch is something that we don't do a lot of with each other, with ourselves, um, but it's really important. But we're going to even wheel that back a little bit and start with our tagline. Um, let's get our holy on. This has been the tagline of Project Sanctus from the beginning. Um, and, you know, I keep saying to Reverend Kelly, you know, we, we talked about this when we when we started the podcast, when we started Project Sanctus. Um, and I'm sure there's some listeners or participants who may not have visited our website to see what that's all about. So maybe we should tell them. And we basically end every episode with, you know, the sign off until we meet again. Let's get our holy on. What what does getting our holy on mean? Because. For a lot of folks, they may be this sense that it is a sort of a religious invocation and invitation. Um, and it is so much more than that. So let's even break that down a little bit more. I'm not talk sure about, it even is that. Right. Uh, but if that's what it is for some person, that's that's yeah. okay. But that's not what we mean. But let's talk about what what it means to be holy when we say get a holy on what what does it mean to be holy so reverend kelly when you hear the word holy or you talk about holiness what what comes up for you well i i also hear what comes behind it is the word wholeness w-h-o-l-e-n-e-s-s you know wholeness and um and so holy i i don't think of religion i actually don't there was a time when i did but i don't now think of like God or religion necessarily with, um, with the word holy, I tend to lean more towards something that's sacred or, you know, or the word wholeness because they have the same root word. And, um, and the way I define wholeness is my joys and my sufferings. It's like an all of me kind of thing. And holy, you know, taking it out of that, that world where holy is, is where you're like quiet and calm and, it's holy <laughs> that the, the stereotype of, you know, sitting in the lotus position, which I don't think that'll happen in my lifetime for me, um, you know, and plinky plinky music and incense, you know, I mean, that's a terrible story stereotype, but I think when people hear the word holy, they kind of go to some of those things. And that's not what I mean at all. I mean, something that's sacred, that's grounded, that is, um, it could feel really uncomfortable it could look really icky, but that doesn't mean it's not holy. It means it's part of my wholeness. It's a place that is sacred, whether I'm talking physically outside of me or the place within um, that, that, you know, there's that song by Peter Mayer that everything is holy, you know, and that's kind of where, where I am. Um, even things that I may initially think are not for my good or, that I don't like that are painful, but it is, there is at the essence of it, a holiness that is, that is a piece of me needing integration. So that was a pretty long preachy answer. 
but it's what we do. We're preachers. Um, you, you, so you threw around the word sacred there a little bit. And again, that's one of those words that might Mm -hmm. be, you know, carry some baggage, some weight, uh, with people sacred Mm -hmm. often has that connotation of, uh, uh, something to be that that should be elevated or 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 uh set apart from or um you know it's uh so so when you use when you use the word sacred when you use the word sacred what what is that for you so what that there's an element to to something that's sacred for me is the element of um, there's something mysterious or numinous or can't quite put your word on, but there's, there's something that's sacred is something that is um, really kind of beyond the physical, um, beyond the physical realm in terms of how I define it or what I consider to be sacred. Um, It can absolutely mean um, you know, sacred in a traditional sense, you know, something maybe that's on an altar or, um, you know, or, or particular songs or the words or a ritual, right? A, a sacredness that is, um, that, that brings us together, that binds us, so to speak. And not just me and others, but like within myself that sort of binds head, heart and hands or, you know, body, mind, spirit. So sacred is, um, is, uh is is this physical element but also contains this mysterious the numinous the can't be explained the ultimate reality element and that it is um it's precious right something that's sacred for me is precious it's unrepeatable it's could be very simple could be something very complex can be an object can be a feeling can be an actual place could be just you know my own knowing of me okay i like i like all that i like all that it's one of those words like the holy that you know well how would you like to define it (laughs) right exactly there's there's that uh when i think of when i think of holy and the phrase get our holy on for me holy is the like the purest essence of who i am beyond the fear beyond the programming um in, in many ways who I aspire to be. Um, and there's, uh, there's idea that, um, the essence of us is divine. And when I say divine, it's not, um, you know, any sense of God out there, but more of a sense of the fullness of all that is, um, if we if we think of time not as a linear construct but but all that ever was is and is going to be if we think of the idea that you know and 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 quantum science is keeps making headway in improving this is that there's a sense of connectivity uh between everything in the universe um so that that when i speak of holy i'm speaking of, of that that essence, the almost the 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 purest sense of who we were before um, before we started learning to protect ourselves from any sort of emotional, physical, mental scarring, um, mm-hmm. and and before we learned the biases and the bigotry or anything like that. Um, that 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 part of us beyond the intellect that part of us that is deep in our intuitive self or body self or instinct all all of that is when i think of holy that's what comes to mind for me so the let's get our holy on is an invitation to not just endeavor to connect with that but to live from that to 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 get past the the fears the biases the you know the internalized um patriarchy white supremacy all the things um and and live from that um when all that's stripped away what's left when all that's stripped away many of us don't know because that's the only thing we've ever operated from because 
again, as we always say, we are we are born in we are born into this culture and system that already exists, and it's the only frame of reference we have. So when we talk about creating creating a culture of 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 liberation, of true equity, of of love, um, it's a it's not that we can think of what it was like before. No, we right. we we got to create it basically from scratch because ever in in any of our lifetimes has not existed <laughs> i don't think it's ever really existed in i don't know much right. of humanity's lifetime maybe but definitely definitely it took a downturn when capitalism became a thing um and and it is from i think it is yeah. from that capitalism that sprung the the white supremacy the the racism the the the, the ranking of people the, the the all that all that stuff so so who we are beyond that, who we are from a sense of enoughness, uh, who we are from a sense of we are worthy and love simply because we exist. Like, right. can we get ourselves to a place of not just believing that, but feeling that and living as though that were the truth of who we are and the truth of the world is? So that's what the let's get our holy on for me is. It's an invitation. It's a it's an inspiration. It's a, it's a, it's a goal. It's a, it's a, a rally cry. Yes, it is. It is a rally cry. It, 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 exactly. It's a calling us in. It's a calling us up. It's a, it's, it's all those things. Um, so that being said, now let's, how is that connected to touch? Well, and, yeah, sorry. I interrupted you. No, I don't know what I was going to say. I think I was going to say, uh, I don't remember if I shared the title of the episode, uh, get our holy touch on, but um, that's, that's, let's, let's make the, let's make the connection, the transition to, to touch. We, you know, and I, for me, it was, you said earlier that, you know, letting, letting people know that this was May is International Masturbation Month, according to Good Vibes, and they've been doing it a very long time, um, that, and as you were talking about it, I could feel inside me wondering what was going on for people as they were listening, right? Because it's we have such a uh, so much shame and, and judgment in this country around sex, um, whatever kind you're. Even if you're talking about vanilla sex, right? Um, and um, and and so it's so what we're talking about this month is and you know, is about sexuality, is about masturbation, is about, you know, um, non-heteronormative relationships. And, um, you know, we're going to, you're going to hear some personal stories. We're going to get into some of the, the legalities and, you know, justice of it, but it is, um, you know, sexuality is a part of our social oppression. And, um, and, and so how we, respond to to oppression is really and we talk about this we talk you know embodied anti-racism it means it's the whole body so i was thinking as you were kind of setting up what we're going to be doing this month um i i i could automatically see faces in my head of people that are like uh can you talk about that like starting people starting to feel uncomfortable about the topic which is exactly why we need to have the topic uh, and talk about the topic because people are, you know, have this shame around their body and what goes on in their body. And so, um, so for people that have experienced more oppression or more violence, you know, um, there, there might have a sense of, they don't always feel, you know, equally or in the same way, um, you know, what goes on in the body and in these kind of conversations and, and the comfort with your body. So like I'm sitting here and if you're just listening, you, you know, can't see me, you know, both of my hands go to my chest, right. And, and kind of right above my breasts. And some people even have a hard time doing that, just touching their body. Um, so I, I wonder when people are uncomfortable, my question is, is, well, where in your body do you feel it? Um, because it's that's where, you know, trauma lives in our central nervous system. And so, you know, tension and conflict and discomfort and pain lives in different pieces within our body. So there's always the question is, what is my when it is uncomfortable? And we're going to we're 
So, so we're starting with touch, right? Well, you know, instead of making this giant leap into a canyon of masturbation, let's just, let's just talk about healing touch because we even have difficulty touching our own bodies, right? So when it is uncomfortable, what does the body want to do? Does it want to run? Does it want to dance? Does it want to just sort of go to Blanket City? You know, is there, does a sense of flow stop? Um, you know, what are my muscles doing? What feels graceful inside or not? Um, you know, does my body, do I even know when my body feels satisfied? Um, and so, you know, talking about the whole body, but particularly today is just about touch. Um, just being able to physically touch yourself. Um, and I, uh, uh, I have this, this quote from, uh, <clears throat> Naira Wahid that says, and I said to my body softly, I want to be your friend. It took a long breath and replied, I've been waiting my whole life for this. That's beautiful. I, I know. I just like, I'm, I'm starting to tear up just, just saying it. And no matter how many times I read it. And for me, the reason why I get so emotional about it is that my body knows as spent, spent decades being you know, ignored, drugged, beaten up, raped, you know, overloaded with food, not enough food, exercise to death, not enough, you know, it knows. And I've had to learn how to come simply back to the process of touch. Because in, in my world, the trauma I walk around with says that touch, if you're touch, you get hurt. Like mm, that's, that's, yeah. that's the world I come from. That physical touch means pain. Um, and, and I know that for some people in, in their sexual practices, pain is a part of that, right? And that's not what I'm referring to. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, most traumatic pain. Um, so I wanted to just start with touch before we take this leap into a deeper leap into the body and sexuality, because touch, uh, and I'm not even talking about somebody else touching somebody else. I'm just starting with us with me, right? Being able to put my hand on my chest, whether I have clothes on or not, you know, being able, even when I've asked people to like, just put your hands at your cheeks, like cup your face. I watch people go, yeah, that's weird. You know, like you can see on their face, just like, yeah, I don't know, you know, so, and I, so I can hear and feel that idea of my body saying, I've been waiting my whole life for this, to just to stroke yourself, to touch yourself, because there's, there's so much healing. I mean, it's not even just, it can sound a little maybe woo-woo or just kind of spiritual, but it's actually medical benefits to, to the power of touch. And, and um, I know I shouldn't have to say this out loud, but I'm going to say it out loud anyways. I'm also we're we're making we're making a distinction we're making a distinction from um you know utilitarian touch what I mean by that is you know right uh, and, and it gives us sorry are you there did it, I think we're we're having some we're having some yeah, internet you were wobbles. frozen you were frozen for a second okay you were frozen for a second yeah I'm back uh uh what I was saying was um make i want to make the distinction from everyday utilitarian touch and what i mean by that yes. is like you know taking a shower and soaping yourself down or washing your hair um um you know it's uh, brushing your teeth uh, putting lotion on and not that we can't make these activities intentional but for many of us we don't it, they just are part of our daily routine of a thing we do we get up we go to shower we clean ourselves and that's it and for many of us that might be the only time we are consciously touching ourselves. And for some of us, that's related to consciously accepting our bodies as they are. And for many of us, that's a struggle because of what we've been programmed to believe is an acceptable body. And what's always fascinating is that Sometimes we look at people who appear to have, quote unquote, the acceptable body type, who, who, when you talk to them, have body image issues because they don't believe that they have an acceptable body type. 
So, so first off, it's you can't look at a person and go like, oh, they look like they're in quote unquote great shape. So they must not have body issues. And vice versa, you also can't look at someone who quote unquote doesn't look like they are in great shape because society and culture tells us they're overweight, they're fat, they're this, they're too short, they're whatever, and go like, well, they must not think good about themselves that's not true either um as well so so let's not make assumptions about what anybody else thinks about their own body question becomes what do we think what do we think about our own bodies and how do we feel about our own bodies and how much do we love our own bodies and to simply take some time every day to touch different parts of your body with almost uh as you were as you were alluding to a just a soft um a breath of acceptance of 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 saying I I I love this flesh. I I love this, I love this chubbiness, I love this boniness, uh, I love my pointy elbows, I love my chubby toes, like you know. Um, I, I love my flat chest. I love my buxom chest. I love my slender hips. I love my white hips or whatever it is. Do we take the time to really love our bodies in that way? Not just verbally, but, but there's something to the physical contact. Uh, it's fascinating when we, so when we touch ourselves, we're feeling ourselves twice. And I don't know if you realize this, when we touch ourselves, we feel ourselves both on the skin at the point of contact and with our fingertips it's a it's a double it's a double point of contact which is why it feels different when we touch ourselves versus when somebody else touches us in exactly uh the same place and 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 there's there's it does something to our brains that's very beneficial when we are able to to be touched first uh by others but also in additionally by ourselves um i will say that um while touching ourselves is very important and a great step um we also so much need the touch of others uh as as well it's it's part of a it's, it's part of how we not just relate to each other but how we find nourishment soul nourishment um we, some yeah. many of us are so skin hungry it's a term i saw uh floating around um online one day uh we're skin hungry because we don't have that skin to skin contact and i actually just read um um some stats that less and less people of all ages now are having any kind of sexual contact with each other and physical contact with each other but there's people are having less sex they are masturbating less they're they're having less pleasurable contact in that way, um, and a lot of this has to do with uh, aforementioned um, body image pressures that are put on folk, um, fears we have around other people, um, a lot of purity and decorum uh, yeah. customs that that have been put in place, um, and the weird thing is we're all we. Uh, Yes, the stats say that people are having less and less, and we there's there's still the majority of us who are having sex, who are having sex with ourselves, with other people, with one person at a time, with multiple people at a time, and but but it's not it's not what we call nice polite social conversation for the average person. Um, um, it's like we have to create specific uh, kink spaces for that. Um, but um, but yeah. Often, you know, when I will post something sex related, I always end with the tagline, it's only weird if we don't talk about it. Right, right, right. So uh, so that's part of what we're doing. We're 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 here to we're we're here and all this month to maybe create some containers, some framework um around around talking about it because because there is there is um both an anti-racism and anti-patriarchy element uh to to this as well. Well, yeah, that it's not um it's not okay to um it's the puritanical thing that you know that the body you know there's even to this day you know people that believe the you know the body's for procreation right that's it um that if the body is for pleasure in any way shape or form that that's 
a sin or evil or or some you know there's something wrong in there um you know thinking that way and and yet uh, the term uh, I've used for years is, you know, like I know when I'm touch deprived, that's the, the term that I use, touch deprived. Um, and I've had to learn to, you know, I, because um, it, it is different when you touch yourself, you know, as you said, that double touch, as opposed to someone touching you, um, you know, I've had to learn to, to just slow my ass down and it's okay to enjoy my skin. Um, and I've had to learn and I'm, and I still learn because I'm, you know, uh, um, I'm, I'm very overweight. And so there's, there's still shame that comes up that it's not an acceptable body. Like, why would I, if I wouldn't let anybody else touch it, so I'm not going to touch it. You know, I mean, that's an extreme, but that's a thought that goes on for people. Um, and when I, I love that you brought up the lotion thing. And, and, you know, talking about, we're not just talking about the everyday ways you touch yourself and, and you're not connected to it. You're just going through emotions, but, but lotion is actually just for yourself and learning to touch yourself because of the there's medical benefits, you know, in terms of reduce, reducing, releasing it, you release more oxytocin, which um, it brings with it empathy and trust and connection. Right. So whether it's me touching me or two people touching me, but you could, you know, a really powerful practice is when you're doing lotion is just stop. Right. Like and put the lotion on your head, however you do it, but go really slowly. Like when I do it, I'll do each finger on its own very slowly and to just feel every piece. The same thing, my bony elbow. <laughs> I like that you said that, the bony elbow. And, and the buttocks and the knees and the breath, like, and the belly. Like I talk about my belly as a Buddha belly. Um, but, you know, when there's lotion involved, it, um, it just, you know, your hands move more smoothly and it just, you know, work yourself into feeling comfortable giving touch to yourself. Um, it's, uh, and I, and I know that there's, that there'd be people listening, like, can I do that? Like that, that's going to feel weird. And I'm like, it's supposed to, till you move through it, till it stops feeling weird. Um, and then the impact that has on your capacity to touching others, of course, you know, with permission always, you know, I'm not going to go hug somebody or put my hand on their shoulders or whatever without permission, but, um, we have over the centuries, we have really lost this language of the body. We've really, it's been, you know, it's just very silent. Um, and we've really, you know, moved out of using the body in ritual. Like that whole lotion thing is a kind of ritual, right? You can make the shower a ritual, you know, take your time with however you're washing or cleaning or, um, but to slow your ass down, which is, you know, to slow down, it, you know, is about stepping out of the white body supremacy cultural norm of, okay, got to get her done. Got to go, got to go, got to go. No, you don't. Um, the other thing about, you know, touch for me when in terms of, um, you know, touching another body is, um, and I forget where I read it, but it was about without having words, you know, that, that silent language of the body, that when we touch each other, just the touch, I'm not even moving into to necessarily anything sexual, even just like spooning, you know, kind of thing. Um, you, you touch the whole, like you come in contact with the whole person and their whole story. And again, it's not like a cognitive thing and language or words, but it's, um, I don't know if that makes sense where you come in. It, you know, it does. But what's, what's interesting is uh, when you said not sexual, but just spooning, like I know well, for a lot of, for a lot of people, that is that th there's this, there's, there's been a connection drawn where that physical intimacy equals sexual intimacy. Right. So if you're spooning somebody, right. there is the connotation that it must be a sexual act. Um, I'd like to invite everyone to look up for your local cuddle party somewhere in your town or city, uh, and, and go to a cuddle party. Like it's, it's, 
it's pretty phenomenal to be there in a space where, I mean, everyone's fully clothed. This is it's not a sex thing. It is just a, can we be in contact with each other and feel the pressure, the contact, the warmth of, of other bodies in a non-sexual arena? Again, people may be listening, going like, oh, that sounds like too much. I can't, like just a thought of huddling with other people makes my makes my skin crawl um to so as you're listening keep checking in with how you're responding to things but also then ask yourself the questions well why do i think something like a cuddle party is not okay why do i think it's not okay to be in contact with people to be cuddling Mm -hmm. with someone i may have just met 10 minutes ago um and then bring it back to yeah how do I feel about savoring my own body, a long, luxurious lotion application, right? Um, and where is my journey, my story around that physical contact? And what are what are what are what are the narratives I believe in my head about can I can I separate um, that sort of physical contact with another human being from something being sexual, something that is sensual? as in delight to our senses, activating mm-hmm. our senses, does not necessarily have to be sexual. And I right. think and I think that connection has been so overly made that, you know, it both it ends up that both are being avoided. Um, then then there becomes a judgment around around things like casual sex without attachment and or um, like, a, you know, touch without sex or you know it's 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 fascinating we you know i wasn't around in the 60s even if i would have been i wouldn't have been here in the u.s but you know i i heard all about the quote-unquote sexual revolution of the 60s right uh yeah i missed it too (laughs) but i mean where was the revolution and and to be clear they're very sexually liberated people that that exists um um in in our in our world today and there is in the u.s for the most part uh both both illegal and a cultural acceptance of people um living their best sexual lives is the best way to put it this is a very sexually liberated place but it's also a very sexually oppressive place because uh, uh, again there, there are those who would want to mandate that we don't talk about sex. We only think of sex for util- either utilitarian purposes of reproduction or that it needs to be reserved between, you know, just two people. Um, and for some, for some, that's a male person and a female person. Right. Um, in the extremes, a male at birth and a female at birth uh, individual. Um, but, but there's this, you know, it comes back to the I'm bouncing all over the place a little bit, but uh, it's it's fascinating to sometimes see, not surprisingly, those who seek to control and create legislation around that are those who often themselves have some secret self sex life going on um, that then yeah. later comes yeah. to light, right? <laughs> and and the thing I want to say about that is not necessarily shame on them, shame on the hypocrisy but not shame on them for being sexual beings. Like when I hear stories of more often than not, it is conservative folk, someone who is pushing an anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-something legislation, and then they get kept, they get caught with uh, in a sexual situation with um, someone who is not their spouse or uh, someone who is the same gender as they are or something like that. For me, my heart breaks a little bit. My heart breaks a little for them that they don't feel the freedom to to express themselves sexually as they want to. And that how tragic it is for them to to be living that life of inauthenticity. That's that's where I go now. Uh, you know, once I get past the initial like judgmental hypocrisy response, um, I go go to, I go to place of, I go to place of empathy because, because when, when we're not, when we're not liberated to live our full selves that include our full sexual selves, 
then we're living a life of oppression. And there's no worse life of oppression than a self-inflicted oppression. Like we, we got enough people out there trying to oppress some of us, oppress some of us. We don't need to be oppressing ourselves as well. And part of that is because we also don't take the time to uncover and discover the fullness of our sexual selves because of a lot of the internalized programming about what is right and what is wrong about sex, about touch, about pleasure. I'll stop there. Yeah. Uh, well, you just uh, reminded me of a couple things that one, when I, you know, when I mentioned the the spooning thing and, you know, when you talked about the cuddle parties is there is a, um, you know, like this, the spooning thing, or just being in being, you know, that so much of your body being touched at once, right? Not just a handshake um, is, you know, and just being able to move through that experience of being touched that much without it leading to some uh, asexual act. There's like, at least I know for women, uh, this pre-programmed thing that it's supposed to, or I'm supposed to, there's a, an unconscious, um, I have to be ready for something, or I'm supposed to s- supply some act, you know, and, and not be allowed, not have permission to just lay there, you know, to just cuddle, you know, to just be, have that much contact and ride through what happens to my body as I just stay with that and, and move myself out of the thinking that there's something I'm supposed to do, you know, or someplace we're supposed to get to. Um, I think that is not just a woman problem. I think, I think. Well, I felt safe saying women. Very, very much a man problem too, especially, uh, you know, very much a man problem because, you know, for, I'll, I'll, I'll speak on behalf of all men because why not? Uh, that, you know, it's interesting when I, when I talk about decolonizing my internalized patriarchy, this is a prime example. The idea that, that for me as a man, um, and I will, uh, that, that if there's this level of physical contact with someone else, not only is it supposed to lead to something, but it's supposed to lead to sex. My penis has to get involved. Uh, there has to be penetration and orgasm. Like this is the this is the patriarchal sex script that is in my mind. That if if someone chooses to be in that level of physical contact with me, that's what they want. And pun intended, I have to rise to the occasion and and provide it, as opposed to just like you said, reveling in just the pleasure of of the contact and realize that in and of itself can be the beginning and the end. <laughs> it doesn't need to be anything uh, beyond that. Um, so, so it's, and it's, and it's weird that we don't, we don't realize how much of this programming we have until we try to do something different. Right. And, and get into how uncomfortable it, it feels, you know, so, so, you know, for, for men, I would invite you to, um, and men, uh, male, male, but anyone with like a predominantly like, like male sex charged psyche, let's put it that way. Um, this idea of, for me, like, what if, what if I were to be in a sexually intimate experience and the point was not penetration and the point was not orgasm. Like, I remember the first time I went into those situations and of course it was like, wait, what do I do now? Like, like, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, when will I know when it starts? When will I know when it's over? Like, you know, but, but just to go like, and, and I remember going like, this is not normal. This is not, like, you, yeah. you, know, you, you know, but, but this is, this is the programming that, that, that we, that we have, especially again, for men, we, we have a penis, so something needs to be penetrated. And, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. What if, now what it's if, in the blade. <laughs> right. 
what what if what if we were to dissenter the penis and like have a sexual experience where it didn't really get involved at all like what would what would that be like for men um challenging likely um unusual unnormal um what if what if we as men were in a sexual situation just a um lie there and allow someone to touch us and not mm. and that be it right um and is the desire for more a yearning of the body or just a yearning of the programming to go to a right. natural conclusion that we told we are supposed to get to right and same thing same thing with 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 touch when we when we are as we talked about simply savoring our own bodies and touching ourselves does it have to lead to masturbation to something that's sexual no it doesn't even if it does does it have to lead to climax no it doesn't and it's not and it's okay if it does but can we develop a practice of in any given moment going what is my body really asking me for right now? And why is it asking that? Is it coming from a, you should, you're supposed to, this is just what logically happens next or, or not. Um, and that's, that's part of the whole deconstructing and, and decolonizing uh, the things, uh, the, 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 the programming. Um, so, so like an, a, I don't know if it's too early to give a homework assignment, but a nice homework assignment would be to go get yourself some good lotion or massage oil. Um, if you're using massage oil, warm it a little bit, like put the whole bottle of massage oil in like some hot water, warm it, the massage oil. And, you know, maybe, maybe start partially clothed if you're uncomfortable with being naked, but then get to the point of, of being naked and simply slowly, um, applying the lotion, the oil, massaging yourself, slowly touching yourself and do it with a place of, and, and observe your body and your mind. Is your, is your body feeling repulsed by your own touch uh, of this? Are you, to your point, are you feeling like, um, like I got, I got other things I need to be doing right now. Ain't nobody got time for this. Um, do you feel any sense of discomfort in doing this? Um, do you wish there were yeah, places you absolutely could absolutely notice? Uh, go ahead. Noticing the impulses of the body, the impulses of the mind, and just and like I said earlier, just slow down. Yes. Like just you know, and and be able to track it. And what happens as uh, at least for me, um, and I know for larger women as well, not just not just me, but other larger women I know that learning to 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 touch your own body you know and make friends with it make peace with it to know it also then the the a you know a healing kind of fallout from that is you begin to you know you make peace with the 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 space you take up in the world because mm -hmm. one of the things that goes on constantly for large people is the space that you take up you're taking up too much space you're taking up too much space in I'm, I'm too big, like personality, body, you know, pick something. And um, so you learn to uh, unconsciously, you just keep working that, like, how do I not be so big? But what I've learned is that learning to the healing power of touch, like touch myself, um, you know, the clothes on, the clothes off, whatever is, then when I move out into the world, that's not so alive anymore. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't see that coming. Mm. Um, and I, but, um, but what I began to notice was that, you know, the difference to, difference of how I am at home in the privacy of my home, as opposed to who I choose to be in front of people and beginning to see how different those were and then why they were different and how do I make that not so different. And this is one of the ways is that, that, you know, I mean, that term, love the skin you're in, it's really easy to say. It's another story altogether when you carry a lot of trauma and, and that your body is, is enough, whatever shape it is. But then to be able to move out into the world and not be so 
um, oh, I'm too big. I'm taking up too much space. You know, my personality is too big. My voice is too big. My body's too big. You know, and the power of being able to touch yourself, your own body, and allowing someone else as well, um, just being in the touch, uh, you know, changes how I be out in the world and also look at, well, what pieces did I not want the world to see? You know, and, and yeah. why kind of. And also, and also the, um, for, for our, uh, I hate to generalize, but I'll generalize, uh, you know, straight men, uh, straight heterosexual men, um, the one of the toxic masculine um, internalized programs is that to look to do something like that is is a feminine um, thing like you know us us manly men we don't we don't take all this time to luxuriate with with lotion and oils and and massage ourselves in this way and it was interesting uh there was a commercial on tv just saw um you know it's it's a couple and um to their credit it was a black couple but you know the woman leaves the apartment and i guess you know the guy is by himself and he decides to take a bath and he's got like bubbles in the tub and he's taking a bath and i'm like oh that's very cool and then he like pulls up the tablet and he's like watching football because we 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 gotta we still gotta have a little bit of the masculinity in there right and he's yes. drinking beer while he's doing it was a beer commercial that's right i remember right. now he's got a beer and he's watching football while he's in the bath because we can't in a bubble bath were there yeah, candles we, yeah there were actually yeah there were some candles but but we still we still had to have that manly man piece in there um, wow. so i kind of applaud their effort for going like you know what yes uh this sort of self-care is not just um reserved for women or it makes us less masculine if we do it however uh i'd have been like if i was writing commercial like let's lean in all the way like we don't need football uh but i guess creative beer commercial regardless um there there are a lot of gender uh i guess tropes and stereotypes around um around touch and touching ourselves and um, loving her bodies in that in that way and um and i know for quite some time this was the programming was this this is not what men do it's not a thing men do we don't we don't we don't we don't do this um i can't now can't think of a better way to spend 20 minutes just just, just so you know uh so um and 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 there's there's a sense of truly connecting with yourself in this way um you know in many spiritual circles a lot of that connectivity is coming through meditation and mindfulness which mm -hmm. has its place not a whole lot of emphasis i think is placed on the how we get to know ourselves through through embodiment through touching ourselves um um, and well, I also think some of those practices keep us from going there. Oh, say more, say more. Well, I think we're, uh, you know, we're in pain. Something's uncomfortable. You know, you feel that discontent or not at peace inside. So let's go to meditation instead of no, go lay down and touch yourself. You right, know, right, like, right. get some lotion and start rubbing your body. Because your, your nervous system is activated when we're uncomfortable and we're at pain and suffering. And so, so uh, you know, go, <laughs> what be the new motto? Are you in pain? Go touch yourself. You go know? touch yourself. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, so I think some of those practices, um, this is really interesting because a, a prompt I got the other day. So I, I do this, I have this 21 day uh um challenge that i got from robin d'angelo and and one of the um uh, one of the prompts last week was could your sources of inspiration cause trauma and like i had to really think about and work through that one but um but i just realized as we're talking that yes 
a source of inspiration is so I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm in pain. You know, where do I go for the inspiration for the healing? You know, I'll go to meditation or I'll go to you know something. But it that can just perpetuate the trauma rather than coming to the body. You know, coming to touch, and not yeah. that that meditation isn't helpful or useful, but. I'm wondering, is that a, could that be one of those times when that source of inspiration is actually perpetuating the trauma? Yeah, could be, could be. Or, or even if it's not, let's cover all our bases. Do, do the meditation and do the touch as well, right? Do it, do it, do it all. Um, So, so yeah, let's, let's, let's begin to wrap up here, but but let me reiterate the homework assignment. Spend some time touching yourself this week. And it doesn't necessarily need to be sexual touch, even though this is masturbation month. So if it goes there, it goes there. But truly um, get in, begin, begin a journey of getting in the habit of taking time to luxuriate in touching yourself, all parts mm-hmm. of your body. Like when's the last time you sat down and really rubbed your earlobes a lot like you know um and and really rediscover yourself because again part of that is the slowing down which is very anti-capitalist part of it is finding liberation within yourself and of course i'm sure for many of us doing this activity will will touch on some unresolved trauma we're carrying around and if it does that means that it's yeah it's it's the beginning it's it's the invitation to healing because then you have to go like oh this doesn't feel good this is bringing up something for me i'm at the verge of tears i'm in a point of discomfort my body's tightening not relaxing what's underneath that all and begin to really investigate that um as well um and yeah, and and f- find out for yourself what it what it means to deliver touch to yourself, and and the ways you may enjoy that. And can you carve out can you carve out a minimum of fifteen minutes sometime in your day to do that? So that's your homework assignment: minimum fifteen minutes every day between whenever you listen to this podcast and the next time. Give yourself a week, fifteen From minutes. Day a day. forward till death do we part. Till, till death do we part. <laughs> uh try it on for a week and see how it fits um and um and we'd love to yeah we'd love to hear from you as well next week we are gonna expand on this conversation and be more uh be more intentional around conversation around sexual self-touch and um with others as well uh we're gonna also have an episode exploring um um non-traditional non-normative relationships we actually gonna have some guests on for that uh, episode um and if there's anything around this topic you would like us to cover please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know you can hit us up on social medias like we said is get our get our holy on leave the voicemail at 413-438-4659 you can email us either kelly or ogan at projectsanctus.com drop something in the facebook comments under under the video the show um i think that's all the ways you can reach us but but we do want to we do want to hear from you um around around this topic and um if for some reason you want to be anonymous i don't know how you would pull that off because uh everything will have a um you know you can call it that anonymous voicemail that's what it is leave, leave an anonymous voicemail that is that is the yep, best way yep. um if there's things you'd like us to discuss but you don't want to let us know who you are uh for whatever reason um this is part of our work to prioritize just pleasure in the grand scheme of things um all right did we cover it all do we feel complete for right now um yeah i think so i just want to close with you know i had that opening quote but remind remind people that as you learn to touch yourself what you will hear is your body says i've been waiting my whole life for this Mm -hmm. yes indeed yes indeed so as always thank you for listening and thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends tell them they can find us on all the podcast platforms and online at with love and justice for all dot 
sanctus.com. Please visit projectsanctus.com to make a donation to keep us going and see what other opportunities we have for you. So until we meet again, let's get our holy on. And let's get our touch on. Yes, let's get our holy touch on. Holy touch on. There it is.